April is here. From Easter to April Fools, there is no shortage of things to do this month. Welcome back to the swamp, my friends. It's good to see you made it back for another episode. Today I'm going to be sharing some creepy and allegedly true horror stories sent to me in the month of April. Now, this is a series I do once a month, sharing stories I normally wouldn't. Normally, I cover the outdoors and the natural and supernatural, and in this series, we cover more of people and stranger danger kind of things. If you have a story that you'd like to share in a future video, be sure to submit it at swampdweller.net or the email you can find in the description down below. I'd love to share your story with everyone here in the swamp. It's stories like yours that help keep this show going. Now, without further ado, sit back, relax, and enjoy these creepy and allegedly true horror stories sent in in the month of April. Hey Swamp Folk, one last thing before we get into these stories. IP Vanish has sponsored this video. IP Vanish is a virtual private network, a VPN for short. A VPN is a super important tool that helps you safely browse the internet. You can use a VPN on your computer, tablet, phone, even things like your Fire Stick when you're streaming media. When you use a VPN, all your data is encrypted. What you're doing, what you're reading, what you're searching, even what you're watching. Whatever it is you're doing. That's pretty important because what you're doing on the internet is no one else's business but yourself. IP Vanish helps you remain anonymous and secure on the internet. For listeners of the show, IP Vanish is offering an incredible 65% off. That's just $349 for the first month or $3149 for the year. IP Vanish comes with a ton of cool stuff. You get an anonymous IP address. This means your personal IP address can't be tracked by anyone on the web. You can circumvent any online censorship. IP Vanish has more than 1,500 servers in 70 plus locations. You can get protection when using public Wi-Fi. Remember, with IP Vanish, all your data is encrypted, so no one can snoop on what you're doing. You get 24-7 support. You can email them, chat with them, and even call them. They're there to help. So go to ipvanish.com swamped. Claim your 65% savings. This is the time to sign up. With our discount and their current promotional offerings, you can get a VPN for 65% off their usual offering. IP Vanish is the best of the best, even rated 4.7 out of 5 on Trustpilot. And that's with more than 6,000 reviews. Show these guys some love. They're repeat sponsors and help the show out a lot. Remember, it's ipvanish.com swamped to get the deal and start protecting yourself online. That's a 65% saving. Now... Let's get into these stories. My name is Haley, and this is the story of how I was stalked. The story is not necessarily the most terrifying thing that has ever happened, but it's still creepy. So, one day I was in my room messing around on my phone. I think it was maybe 2018 or 2019, I'm not entirely sure, but I had just come home from school. I got a message and an added request from this random Snapchat. Now usually, I do not get random Snapchats because I do not post my username anywhere. I only give it to people I want to talk to. I looked at the request, and it said added by search, meaning they found my username somehow and looked me up. He started talking to me, and I asked him how he got my snap. He said he got it from his friend. When I asked who his friend was, he gave me a name I did not even know. It is normal to know people who have the same name, but I did not even know someone with the name he mentioned. I told him this, and he changed his story up. He said I was recommended to him by Snapchat. 
but I told him I could see that he manually searched for me. So he again changed his story. This time, he said he just found my username on some app. This is a total lie, as I do not post my username on any other apps. I told him I was not comfortable talking to him and blocked him. That was the end of it. Or so I thought. I do not remember if it was hours or a day later, but I got a text from a random number. I asked who this was, and they gave me the same name as the Snapchat guy. I started to freak out a bit because my number I don't even give out to friends because I only really call or text family members and doctors. I asked him how he got my number, and he said from his friend again. I told him I did not know that person, and he needed to tell me how he actually got my number. He changed it up, and said he got it from my Snapchat. Snapchat does not display your phone number, if you add it, but even then, I did not add my phone number because I did not think I needed it. So, he did not get my number from there, or this so-called friend. I again told him I was uncomfortable and blocked his number. About a month or two later, I was at Walmart with my family. I noticed a guy was in every aisle we went. I'm a paranoid person, so that kind of thing is not going unnoticed by me. He did not do anything strange at first. He just seemed to be near us every time I looked. We finished shopping and went home, and nothing seemed to happen for a while after that. Now, if you have never used Facebook, it recommends people you may know either because you share common friends or because you pass near each other at some point. So, when I was on Facebook, I saw a name pop up in my recommendations. It was him. I looked at the profile and the pictures were of the guy I'd seen at Walmart. I felt my heart sink into my stomach. Not only did this guy figure out my phone number and Snapchat, but he also found me at a store and could possibly know where I live. After some hard thinking, I realized something else that made me want to throw up. It had been cold here during that time, and all the car windows would be frosty in the mornings. My mom had told me a few different times to stop writing in the frost on her windows because it could scratch the glass or just leave streaks. I kept telling her I did not do this, and eventually she just gave up. I swear, I did not write in the frost, and I assumed it was just some kid walking past. But thinking about the guy, I realized it was probably him. It would say things like, I love you or you're beautiful. There would be hearts and smiles too. That, however, made me fully realize I probably had a serious stalker. However, after that day seeing him on Facebook, I never heard from him or saw him again, so he either lost interest or got better at stalking me privately. I hope he got help or just realized he was being very inappropriate. I also hope the story gave you the chills. It makes me feel sick every single time I tell it. This happened about 10 years ago. My group of friends and I just turned 21, so we were all in the bar hopping and clubbing phase of our lives. We would literally go out Thursday through Sunday and drink and honestly get into drunk and ridiculous situations. On a random Saturday night, the group decided we wanted to go downtown and hit up a few bars and clubs. This was a time before Uber and Lyft, so like idiots, we jumped in any available car and drove ourselves there. We all parked in an underground parking garage about two blocks away from the strip with all the bars. We had a group of about 15 people, half guys and girls. Being 21 and broke, we had a bottle of liquor in the car and we all pre-gamed to save money. 
We all got into the club, and after about an hour, the girls in the group wanted to go back to the car and drink from the bottle a little more. They asked me to go with them, since usually a group of five girls walking downtown would attract a lot of creeps and weirdos. I was the only guy that decided to walk the girls back to the car. I live in a big city and usually you can avoid any bad situation if you know where you were going. The bad thing I always hated about going downtown is that every group of people who you usually do not see or run into also goes downtown to party. We finally got to the car with surprisingly no random hassle or annoying drunk person bothering us on the way. We headed underground to where we were parked. When we got to the car, all five of the girls jumped into the car and I ended up being the odd person out because there was no more room for me to sit. I decided I was going to stand outside and smoke a cigarette while the girls drank. They started blasting the music and taking swigs out of the bottle with the doors closed. While I was standing outside minding my business, I hear someone say, Sup, homie? Where are you from? And if you know anything about street gangs, it does not mean they are asking you about what city you live in, but what gang you are in. When I finally looked up, my heart dropped. There were five Hispanic gangbangers walking towards me. I grew up around different gangs, so I immediately could tell they were part of the Norteno, street gang, by all the red they were wearing. They all had a bottle of beer with them, and I could tell they were drunk. When the guy who was the obvious leader of the group got closer to me, he asked if I was a member of the Crips street gang. It took me a second to realize why he had asked me this. I looked down and realized I was wearing all blue. Literally a blue hat, a blue flannel, and blue shoes. I was just trying to match my clothes and my stupid self did not realize I dressed like a gang member. At this point, I was panicking inside. The bangers had surrounded me and all the girls I was with were in the car drinking. Even if they did notice... I don't think they really could have helped me. I was just praying that the girls were seeing what was going on and someone was calling for help on their phone. I put my hands up and was trying to defuse the situation and telling them I was not a gangbanger. I did not want any problems. It did not work though. The group was so drunk and I could see in their eyes they wanted to hurt me. The leader asked me again, Are you a crip? And I just kept saying no. And without even listening to my answer, he responds, Crips put my homie in a wheelchair last month, and I just kept saying, I'm sorry to hear that, but honestly, I'm not a gangbanger. After a few seconds, he looks me up and down, and he pulls a screwdriver out of his back pocket. When he did this, the rest of the gang did the same thing. I was now surrounded by a group of gangbangers with sharp screwdrivers all by myself. I literally thought to myself, this is it. This is how I'm going to die. At that moment, my best friend, who was with one of the girls in the car, hops out and screams, Please don't hurt him, he's my brother. She was half Salvadoran, so she spoke fluent Spanish. She was speaking in Spanish, trying to beg them to not stab me and convince them I was not a gang member. This goes on for about a minute, with them not saying anything, just staring at me and my friend begging them. At that very moment, I hear and see the sirens of a police car pulling into the garage. The gang members saw this, and they all ran away from the police as fast as they could. Luckily for me, the girls in the car had seen what was going on the whole time, and were calling the police while I was surrounded. My friend jumped out of the car to buy some time for me when she noticed they pulled out the screwdrivers. After everything calmed down, I was not in the partying mood and just wanted to go home. My best friend had saved my life with her smart thinking. I will always be grateful for her. I kept telling her she was my guardian angel, and she just always smiled. Unfortunately, a few years later during a camping trip with everyone, my best friend who saved my life ended up passing away in a car accident on the way to the campsite. I miss her, and honestly I feel her presence sometimes when I go into situations like this.
Okay, so for some backstory. I work in retail and unfortunately it's at a Walmart. Now this is not really the worst story that's ever happened, but it's a very odd thing that happened to me and is pretty creepy. So in my job, I am what we call a dispenser. Basically, I work in a small department known as OGP, Online Grocery Pickup. I bring the groceries out to your car and load them up, but before I can load your groceries into the vehicle, I have to go up to the front window and ask you for your name. I have been doing this for quite some time, the span of a few months now, and usually, every day is simply fine. There's usually a few mistakes here and there, but nothing huge, and you get the odd creepy people that you usually get at Walmart, and today was unfortunately a weirdo day. This customer is not a regular, and I have never seen her before, but her name is Maria. She never calls, so in that case, I must go out and ask for a name to put her in the queue so we can get her her order ready and bring it out to her. So I scan my badge and go out to her vehicle. I walk up to her window and say, Hello, can I get a name for the order? She gives me the startled look, and I don't think anything of it because I usually, you know, startle customers when I walk up on accident. She gives me her name and I say, Okay, we'll be right out with that, and I walked back inside. As I'm bringing the order up to her, she gets out of her vehicle and opens the trunk. She starts talking to me because it takes me a little while sometimes to load groceries up and customers like to start a conversation, and this is nothing new. But when she is talking to me, she gets really close to my face. She's not wearing a mask, so I'm a little concerned, and I ask her politely if she can back up. She continues to stay really close to me, but she starts talking about her vehicle. I tell her currently that I do not have one, and I walk to work. She got really surprised at that. She asked me how far it was, and why I would walk. Customers ask me this often when I tell them that I walk to work, and I keep it very vague and tell them, oh, I live behind Denny's, or something like that, that's nearby. I eventually finish loading her groceries into her vehicle, and I tell her that she is all done and to have a good day. I do my regular thing and continue on with my day, as I trudge the totes back inside and continue with my stuff. The next week, however, her name pops up in our queue and I see her vehicle outside. So I go out and I ask her for her name, and thinking nothing of it, I just brought her her groceries out, like I did the previous week, and as I'm talking to her, she looks at me and says, I looked all over for Denny's just to see where you live, and you don't live that far, and your house is gorgeous. Now I'm a little creeped out at this point, because I never actually told her what house I live in, and there are quite a few houses behind Denny's. I just smile politely and nod. I finished loading her groceries up as quickly and as possible as I could, and I went back inside. I know this is not necessarily scary, but this is one of the few creepy encounters that have really made me think about what I'm doing. I now keep the 16-gauge shotgun by my bed loaded, and I lock my doors and windows every single night. So this happened to me on my way home from hanging out with some of my friends at the park in the fall a couple of months ago. To put it into perspective, I'm a 5 foot tall 17 year old girl biking alone at night. My town is safe, but I live right on the border of it and the next town over, there's just a bunch of sketchy things going on. There are always weirdos around and especially at night. I was waiting on the other side of the road waiting to cross to get to my apartment complex on the right across the street when I saw a guy crossing towards me while the light was still green. 
I had a feeling something might happen. I have bad anxiety and I'm always on high alert. I wanted to prepare myself so I took out my headphones from my ears and stood my ground just in case. I usually always try and prepare myself for the worst. I feel like I might be put in danger sometimes and I think being on edge like this is a good sign. There was not a lot of cars out, but it was only 9pm and there was a 7-Eleven right next to the crosswalk I was at. For those not in the US, it's basically a convenience store found at gas stations. So I wasn't too worried, but it was really dark where I was standing because there were no streetlights except the traffic lights. The man finished crossing the road and of course came right up to me. He was a pretty tall, dark lanky man and he wore this disgusting grin on his face. He said, why are you biking in the rain when you could be in my car? Which at that time, it wasn't full on raining. It was just a slight little drizzle, kind of like a misty rain. The type that kind of makes you damp and uncomfortable. You know the type. After he said this, I replied, I just live down the road, it's alright, no thank you. And he said, you ride BMX? That's cool, do you skate too? You're beautiful by the way. He introduced himself after that, but I didn't catch the creep's name. Still giving me that freaking creepy look, looking me up and down like I was some sort of prize. I do and thank you. He replied, I want to rock with you. You're gorgeous. Uh, no, thank you. You seem way older than I am. I had to pin emphasis on that word for a reason. This was his real response. Age is just a number. Nothing to worry about. I was seriously terrified after that. Genuine fear struck through my body and my fight or flight kicked in full swing. Give me your number. Me growing increasingly more uncomfortable by the second and beginning to stutter replied, Um, no, that's alright. He kind of perked up and gave me a more serious glance and broadened his tone. Give me your number, he said again. And thank God that the light had changed right at that moment, because I took off so fast across the road and watched my back all the way back to my apartment. The encounter only lasted for a handful of minutes, but it felt like an excruciating hell at that time. I was okay and safe, and made it home with nothing but a fright, but... I hope this helps spread the awareness of the whole stranger danger type thing, but in all seriousness, please watch your surroundings and always be aware of them. Anything is possible, and stuff like this does indeed and can happen to absolutely anyone. I was a stubborn and precocious teen. At 15, I had a lot of friends, but I was a bit of a loner and enjoyed long walks in nature. Very long walks, sometimes 10 plus miles. Since I couldn't drive yet, I would often just take off from my house and walk on back roads all day long. This was before smartphones. As I was a 100 pound, very tiny girl, my parents probably shouldn't have allowed it, but they always have been very relaxed in their parenting. But like I said, I was stubborn. I also had an unhealthy attitude of invulnerability and naivety. On these walks, people would often pull over and ask me if I needed a ride. The vast majority were men. I never said yes. Usually I would respond politely with no thank you, I'm on a walk, and they would leave me alone. Maybe after an are you sure and a concerned look at most. This literally happened hundreds of times without incident. However, there was one time that I got a bit lost while walking. Not severely lost, as I could basically backtrack the five or six miles home. 
but I had taken a wrong turn and wandered into a very rural area that I had not expected to be in. Whatever, it was a nice day, so I kept on walking. A guy in his early 30s in a bit of a junky car passed by and asked if I needed a ride, as per usual. I politely declined and he drove on. I got creepy vibes but didn't think too much of it. Then about 10 minutes later, he pulled up behind me again. This was a rural road, and he must have driven in a very large loop to come up behind me again, miles out of the way. He slowly started driving alongside me while I walked, asking personal questions. My name, my age, where I lived, etc. I never told him the truth. He also repeatedly tried to get me into his car. I was very uncomfortable and just wanted him to go away, but was way too afraid to be rude. However, I was not getting into his car. After an excruciating five minutes or so of this, another car came and he was forced to drive off again. I was more annoyed than scared at this point. The good old invulnerable attitude. Then, like clockwork, ten minutes later, to my horror, I see the car again. This time he doesn't drive alongside me, but he parks in a pullout a few feet away from me. I don't know what came over me. But instead of panic, my brain just shut down and I became entirely disassociative. I decided to just ignore him. I walked by the car calmly, continuing my walk. I tried not to look at him, but I stole a glance and he was pointing something at me. It was a gun. Before I could even react, a motorcycle pulled up behind us and parked. My stalker seemed extremely panicked by this and peeled out as quickly as possible. I must have looked freaked out because the motorcyclist, who looked like a dad type, was concerned. He asked me if I was okay and if I needed a ride. I gave my usual no thank you, I'm on a walk, and he drove off. I was feeling pretty distrusting at that point, and aside from that, I didn't want to climb onto a motorcycle with anyone, even though he had saved me from something potentially very bad. Looking back, I owe quite a lot to him. I'm not sure what compelled him to stop, but thank God he did. I then ran the long distance home looking over my shoulder the entire way. I never saw the man again. I didn't tell my parents because I was afraid of them restricting my freedom. I still took my long walks, but not in that area, until a popular nature reserve was opened there years later. This story takes place back in April 2018. I live on Long Island and was in my freshman year of high school. I was going through a tough time. Earlier in the week, my girlfriend broke up with me because of rumors she had heard about me, which I won't share. There was a lot of drama going around my life at this time. Depression, broken hearts, you know, typical high school stuff. My mom knew I was down in the dumps, so one night she took me to get a new phone in the nearby mall. I have an iPhone 5. At the time, I was going to an iPhone 8, so I really needed one. We were gone for about an hour. We returned home with my dog greeting us. Let me tell you something about my dog. He's short, stocky, and he's a golden retriever who's never violent or vicious in any way. This is important for later. My dad was still at work, so it was my duty to take out the trash. I went through the front door with my dog resting on the porch and went to the side of my house to throw out the trash. When I was throwing the bag, I look over to my neighbor's house where I saw a guy dressed in all black, around six foot tall, walking out of their side door. Being a paranoid 14-year-old, I had so many red flags going off. Let me tell you something about my neighbors and my neighborhood. I live in a safe neighborhood, but not 15 minutes away from walking distance, we live by a town that has high crime rate, 
ranging from muggings, drug dealing, and even murders from time to time. My neighbors, on the other hand, have an older stepson who drag races in part of the town. So, for some stupid reason, I wasn't in the fight or flight mode yet because I was assuming that this could be one of his friends. Stupid of me, I know. Until there was another man, and then another. There were six freaking guys dressed in all black coming out of the house from the backyard. Then I knew that something was going on, so I tried to walk away as I saw nothing. When I was in my driveway, I saw two of the six guys slowly walking towards me. My blood went cold within a second as they were getting close. My dog went running off the porch chasing the six men down the street, chasing them into the night. My dog came back and I was still standing on my driveway trying to process what I just saw. I went back inside, my mom asking me what had just happened. I told her that I had just saw six men coming out of the neighbor's house and they started heading towards me. We called the police and they came over to ask me questions. I described the six men as best as I could. The police told me we were not the first to experience this as there were seven burglaries all over town at the time. I probably witnessed them attempting to break in. I told the officers about the two of the six guys that were walking toward me after I saw them. They told me the burglars were probably going to kill me since I saw what they were doing. As typical, the best they could do was a police report. I was always afraid of break-ins, but I never thought I would experience one. To this day, I'm still surprised at how my harmless golden retriever saved my life that night. And, honestly, it shows me no matter where you are in this world, this could happen to anybody, anywhere. Four years have gone by, my family now has a gun, and I'm currently training in kickboxing for self-defense. Thanks for listening to these creepy and allegedly true horror stories sent in in the month of April. If you enjoyed these stories, please be sure to hit that like button as it helps me out a ton. The more likes this video gets, the more YouTube promotes it in the algorithm. If you're listening to this on iTunes or another podcast platform, please give this a 5 star rating as that really helps me over there. If you're new to the swamp, why not join us and help us expand our ever-growing waters? Hit the subscribe button and turn on notifications to never miss a new episode as I upload them almost every single day on all things natural and supernatural. If you have a story that you would like to hear in a future video, be sure to send it in at swampdweller.net or the email you can find in the description down below. I'd love to share your story with everyone here in the swamp. It's stories like yours that truly help keep this show going on a daily basis. If you're on the go and don't have YouTube Premium, but still want to listen to your favorite Swamp Dweller scary stories everywhere you go, you can download them absolutely free from iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher Radio, and just about everywhere else you find your favorite podcast online. It's absolutely free and always will be. If you guys would like to support the channel outside of hitting that like button, subscribing, and giving us a 5-star rating on iTunes, maybe check out the merch store. I've got face masks, t-shirts, hoodies, and more. It would really help the channel out. I'd love to know in the comments down below what your favorite story tonight was. Honestly, there were so many good ones, I don't even know if I can pick one. Thank you guys, as always, for supporting the swamp the way you do. I couldn't do this on a daily basis without you all. I'll see you all soon with another creepy video.